right, so here's the thing. <clears throat> I mean, I understand every, everybody's starved for baseball, so everybody makes a big deal out of live batting practice and everything. I always laugh, like, what's live BP? I'd rather see dead BP. It'd probably be more interesting. Uh, but anyhow, everybody gets excited about batting practice, and I understand, you know, it's a rites of spring, et cetera, et cetera, and it's a manifestation that the season's about to start. This year, though, uh, around Major League Baseball, a lot of teams are paying, they're paying more attention to the logistics of batting practice because, and get used to hearing the phrase or the word pitch clock, is the word it's hyphenated, isn't it? Whatever. Get used to hearing it a lot this year. But because the pitch clock is here, most teams now are using it during BP. So they want their, they want their players and pitchers and, frankly, catchers to get used to the whole idea of having a certain amount of time to deliver the pitch. Uh, I know I saw a picture from the Jays camp. The Jays have monitors all over the field with, you know, with, with, with clocks, so players have a general idea of how fast the game is going to go. And, and everybody's going to have to get used to it. You know, Will, uh, Buck Martinez is going to join us. And I'll, I'll be interested in hearing what Buck says, because I don't know, Kevin, whether it's the pitchers who are going to have a harder time, catchers who are going to have a harder time, the hitters. But there's also a little twist this year in that Major League Baseball in spring training, at least, is letting folks, letting the pitchers use the pitch comm instead of the catchers. What could possibly go wrong? And uh, this is particularly interesting for the Blue Jays because Chris Bassett <clears throat> has joined the organization this year. And, you know, do a little bit of research. And, and Pitchcom and Chris Bassett always haven't gotten along. Uh, last year in, the, uh, in last year's wildcard series, it is essentially, I can't put it any other way. Um, Chris Bassett, I wouldn't say melted down, but couldn't hear Pitchcom, couldn't use Pitchcom. Tons of pictures of him mouthing to the catcher, what pitch? And, um, yeah, it, it just, uh, it, it, it was a mess, and, and it contributed to, uh, to a less than satisfactory result for the Mets. And hmm. it's funny because last year on May 27th in, in the New York Daily News, there's an article on how Mets catchers were Kevin kind of ha- having having difficulty getting used to Chris Bassett and Pitchcom because Chris Bassett has, well, the headline says seven pitches. We've counted six. Let's split the difference and say Chris Bassett has six and a half pitches basically in a, in his arsenal. And you know, it's when you're the catcher and you've got that little thing in your wrist or in your pad and you're you know pushing the buttons to try to figure out which pitch to throw. I mean, understandably, the more pitches a pitcher throws, the more difficult it might be. Chris Bassett, this is on May 27th, 2022. Chris Bassett telling reporters, you know what I would really like? I would really like if they changed the rules so that the pitchers could call the pitches instead of the catchers. You really want to speed the game up, let us do it. Well, Kevin, that's that's where we are in spring training. This, I mean, again, this is one of the storylines we're going to be following. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's, that's to each his own. Like, does every person in the Blue Jays staff need to call their own pitches? No, two or three of them have only a couple of pitches. Why would you need to call your own game? I guess if you have six and a half pitches, like you were saying, maybe you need to think ahead and you got 
you know, uh, only a certain amount of time to try and get on the same page with the catcher. I mean, when in doubt, it's go down and wait. Like, it, this is not <laughs> yeah, rocket science here. Well, they're that, turning it, was, it into rocket science. It was science. that city field he's complaining about this, right? The noise and didn't that – it just, for me, it's some, sometimes you 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 standing on a mound and you just overthink things. And, and it's – it's like outer third, inner third. You got three pitches you can throw away. You got three pitches you can throw in. I mean, it's not like he throws 150 miles an hour. It's like 92, 93. It's, you know, he'll run it up there occasionally, 94, 95, but he's pitching at 92, 93. So if you're a good catcher, outer third, inner third. If you get that confused with it and you need to hurry it up and get the pace going, he's a big shake-off guy too, right? He, he tries to trick the hitter and – and get you thinking about all the six different pitches and, and where's it going and location and adding and subtracting and I want to be unpredictable. This just for me, poor little Danny Jansen. <laughs> like well, it wasn't enough for you to try and figure out to get him through a game. Now you got to try and figure out how to get this guy through a game. And oh, by the way, you got to do it in a hurry. Funny that you mentioned Danny Jansen because yesterday Danny Jansen was asked about getting used to using not just PitchCom, which he got used to last year, but getting used to the whole idea of the pitch clock and the extra demands it was going to put on catchers and pitchers as well as hitters. And he talked about it yesterday. And Lance, if you could play the tape, please. He talked about it yesterday in relation to Chris Bassett in particular. What are your initial impressions of Chris Bassett and his repertoire? He's intelligent with the ball. You know, it's, it, he's a guy that has a lot of pitches, a lot of different mixes, um, you know, a lot of ways to attack hitters. Um, so that's another guy where I'm stressing with ultra focus on him with preparation. You know, it's something that's going to be with the clock and with, um, you know, pitch calm and stuff like that with not a whole lot of time. I got a lot of pitches. It's just going to be coming down to us communicating and getting that trust and, and getting the reps and, uh, you know, going in with a game plan and, and believing in each other in that way, and it's going to make everything go smoother. Yeah, and I should add here as an aside that, um, and I'm not going to make a big deal out of this, but uh, apparently uh, Alejandro Kirk, unless things have changed today, you know, which is possible, mm -hmm. uh, Alejandro Kirk was not at full workouts yesterday. Apparently, I mean, he's been given permission by the team to stay home in, in, in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, where uh, he and his uh, he and his partner are expecting are expecting a child. Now, you know Alejandro Kirk. I think the days are gone where you say, "My God, the guy misses three days. He's going to come into camp. He's going to be way behind it's everybody an else." Guy it doesn't matter. Yeah, but the the issue here, of course, is that Alejandro Kirk is playing for Mexico in the World Baseball Classic. So. If, if you're the Jays, you'd like Alejandro Kirk in here as mm -hmm. soon as possible to get used to working with some of these some of these new guys and, you know, to get used to the whole uh, clock thing as well. You know, ideally, the way the WBC is set up, ideally guys are going to be in camp for a week or 10 days and then they're going to go and join their team at the World Baseball Classic. And um, so that's just an aside, though, because uh, it is a different spring and stuff's going to come real real quickly yep. for the Blue Jays. Is but, Kevin, to bring it back to, to Danny Jansen, I'll just ask you, who, who's who's going to be more affected by this, the hitter, the pitcher, or the catcher? 
That's a great question. I, I'm not sure we have the answer to that. I, I, I think it's going to have to play out, and, you're, and it's very individual. Like, there are going to be some guys that are going to have to make some major changes, like Bassett's going to have to figure it out. You can hear Danny Jansen there saying the game plan has to be excellent before the game actually starts. So that way, if, you know, reading bats, and I just wonder about the quality of stuff. You, you don't want these guys to be in such a huge hurry that the stuff suffers, right? All I heard from Danny there was, we've got to hurry up and get the next pitch. We've got to hurry up and get the next pitch. We've got to hurry up and get him back on the mound. We've got to hurry up and get him to sign as quick as possible. Well, how about the stuff? You want him to be able to bury that slider when he has to bury it to a righty down and away. You want to be able to elevate the heater when you have to. You want the cutter to move. Is it more going to be him worrying about the clock and thinking about getting the foot down and getting it out in front and I got to hurry up after I throw this pitch and get the next sign because I got seven of them? That's what you're not hoping. So, again, I do think they're they're trying to line Danny up with this because he has been through this with Ryu. I think that's a good – I think that's a big deal. You know, you've been there and done it before. You understand what it takes for game plans off the field so it looks better on the field and you can get in a little bit better flow quicker. So, you know, they're going to need him. They're, and mm-hmm. and I, I do think he's been around long enough and he's been through this. It's 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 the quality of the, of the stuff and the lack of excuses. Right. I don't want to hear them anymore. It is what it is. You go out there, you practice it, you figure it out. Yeah, and, you and go just, out and you just, do your best. Just so people know, starting the season, pitchers are going to have 15 seconds to begin their deliveries with the bases empty. It goes up to, was it 20 or 22? 20. 20 with runners on base. So you've got 15 seconds. Uh, this is part of the uh, baseball's effort to speed up the game. They've used it in the minors. They've used the pitch clock in the minors. They've used some other things in the minors. And it's 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 cut about half an hour off the game, which is something Major League Baseball is looking to do. Uh, and I should, just, just so we're clear here, Major League Baseball is allowing pitchers to call their own pitches in spring training. No decision has been made yet whether or not it will be implemented during the regular season. In other words, you may see you you may see a situation where a, a pitcher prefers having the catcher call the pitches using pitchcom, uh, or the pitcher wants sure. to have have access to it himself. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's why I'm going to be intrigued to be to, to see to to have Buck Martinez on for a variety of reasons. Sure. But Buck was at BP yesterday and spent a lot of time talking to Pete Walker. So maybe we'll get a sense about mm-hmm. about how how this will work and and get Buck's idea whether uh, whether it's a bigger deal for the pitchers or hitters because I've got to tell you, a lot of people I talk to uh, around the game That's say, it, you know, the hitters are, the, the clock is for the hitters, right? It's what, it's what I was going to ask you. Anybody in the starting ro- lineup for the Blue Jays, Springer, you think it'd take him a long time? Take, that's a big adjustment. Probably not. Bichette, he's got a giant leg kick. He'll kick it to the ear. He takes big daddy hacks. Does it matter? I mean, it's 15 seconds. I take it. It's not like he's falling all over the place. Yeah. He has to, you know, get himself back into the mode of, I can't do that again. Is that going to take 15 or eight seconds? I know he's got to be alert, eyes at the pitcher, eight seconds into yeah. the 15 seconds. Is that going to hurt Bo Bichette? I don't think so. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., right? It's that little gather and go to the baseball. He doesn't, I mean, when he does take a big daddy hack, he's not falling all over the place. You know, he's not an old guy. I would think older guys that may have some ailments, right? Oh, I hurt my back a little bit. I got to yeah. adjust that. Maybe you're one of those guys. Brandon Belt, I mean, that's a little short, compact to it and throw it kind of swing. Do, do the Jays Turkey's have the anybody? I don't think they got any of those do the guys. Jays Chapman, have, not really. Do the Jays have anybody with a lot of kind of funk in their swing or anything like that? So. Was Gabriel Moreno had kind of a little... 
but that was more. Yeah, I think he's young. He was. He couldn't yeah. wait to get in the batter's box, right? It yeah. was like a lot of the guys that walk around have issues of figuring out how they want to attack at bats. Any of those guys in the Blue Jays lineup? Not really. Right? You, you want to gather yourself. You take a bad hack. You you try and envision taking a better hack. You have to step out. You, you adjust your batting gloves. You're like, you're waiting on me, dude. I'm trying to figure this thing out. It's mm-hmm. sort of that kind of thing. Is there anybody in the lineup for the Blue Jays? I don't really see this being an issue with I the don't Blue know, Jays. I don't know how many... It's been so long since I've seen a baseball game, it seems like. I don't know if there's anybody in that team that would really that would really have an issue with it. You know, when we think of 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 slow hitters and that, yeah, you know, we think of guys like Mike Hargrove. Go look at Mike Hargrove. They called him the human rain delay mm-hmm. uh, on uh, Google. Mike Hargrove's at bats. No, Nomar Garcia Parra used to adjust his gloves. You know who else was Derek Jeter? Derek Jeter was one yeah. of the big big. I mean, Derek Jeter. You know. Time didn't start until Derek Jeter there, was ready to step into the box. There is one guy for me, Jordan Romano. You know how he does a little flipping thing like you're going to wait on me. Well, it's nice and easy. Yeah. When I throw it, I'm going to throw it. How dare you rush me? He's sort of maybe that one guy, you know, back into. I think that's probably where you're going to see it. When the heartbeat gets a little faster. And the other guy. How do you hurry it up? Now, I, the, you know, Kevin Gossman. There's the whole thing with Kevin Gossman and his, his toe tap. Yeah, or I the think runner that's more base. about a balk than it is the, the pitch. That ball. is. Yeah. Alec Manoa. Alec Manoa. Yeah. Now, Alec Manoa is a big boy. And Alec Manoa, he's, he's, you know, he struts around on the mound. He does, yeah. He struts around on the mound a bit. It's his. That's part of. His thing is, this I'm a is big man, I, and we, you know, when I'm ready to go, we're going to go. This is why I think it's individual. And for me, just naming off those names and naming the names that are in the everyday lineup mm-hmm. for the Jays, anyway, I think it's certain guys in the pitching staff who will have to think about, you know, getting the getting the sign and throwing a quality pitch. And I continue to say the quality part, right? Because all I heard in Danny Jansen was, let's hurry up and get the next sign. Let's hurry up and throw the next pitch. Other than let's hurry up, think about getting the pitch and locating a quality pitch where I want you to throw it. Did he hear that from Danny? Not really. So that for me is where, again, man, everybody handles the heart rate differently. Mm -hmm. And the back into games, the later the season goes, you know, you're going to have some practice, and it's going to take some growing pains, and, and they'll figure it out. I mean, they're, they're athletes. They'll figure it out. They know, they know they have to figure it out. So, Did you ever have an umpire say, get your ass in the box? Minor leagues. He didn't like what I had to say back. But, yeah, it's a, it's a, that's an interesting point that you brought up. They are very confrontational. Umpires. Right. What's going to happen when oh, Jordan Romano does something that's... in a ninth inning in a, in a one-run game and he just gave up a double? And now you've got that umpire chirping, saying, let's go, hurry it up. Tick-tock, buddy. The, What's it going to be what like? I, and, and is Major League Baseball going to have conversation with umpires and say, your presentation on how you're handling this well, from you to the player we will matters? Know. We'll know soon enough because games are starting this weekend and we are led to believe – and umpires are every umpire is built differently i'm sure there are umpires who are going to have a longer leash with guys than other umpires. i don't even think it's that i think it's how you deliver but, it but what 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 i find interesting there's been a there's been a big big turnover in the ranks of umpires the last young two guys years are trying to make their way you've got a lot of young guys trying to make trying to make yeah. their way now there's two ways that could go one you got a lot of young guys as you say trying to make your way don't you show me up mm-hmm. 
Or two, you got a lot of young guys the who, rule. who have used this rule, oh, yeah. who are up here after the using leagues. it last year to get to the big yeah, leagues. Yeah. And that young umpire with that veteran hitter, and it's nine seconds instead of eight seconds, and his high eyes are not on the pitcher. What do you do? No, and it's and 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 it's up there. And, that, it, it, and everybody better, sees it. Everybody yeah. sees it. The other manager sees it. And the I, other manager's gonna go, hey, dude. And why, I think why they got a watch that tells them too that there's it's a beeper, the, yeah. Yeah, the, that the time's up. It's that veteran hitter who's struggling a little bit, maybe early in the season. And it's that I just think it's how you deliver it. Yeah, you just, you just don't don't be an ass about it. Is basically my point here, right? Mm-hmm. You can say it and say it the right way, for that a, that a hitter doesn't step out a veteran guy who's been doing it one way forever, and that 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 too, I, that might be the biggest adjustment. The uh, Jays, we'll get we'll get a look at that this week. And the Jays open the season on Saturday in Pittsburgh against the uh, Pirates. Then they got the uh, Yankees. They have a split squad game against the Yankees on Sunday at the Needham. Uh, the first of, I believe, 16 home games that we're uh, we're producing awesome. and showing on Sportsnet. So you're you're going to get, folks. You're going to get a steady diet of of, uh, of, pitch, clock. of pitch clock and 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 things things like that. Pitch clock and the box, the enforcement of the Bach rule, and no shifts or limited shifts and and things of that nature. It's it is going to be it's going to be fun to see how these guys react to because because. Ball players, not just ball players, professional athletes are inherently creatures of habit. They're also very conservative. And I, I've mentioned this all the time. I had this conversation with Donald Fear when he was with the National Hockey League Players Association. I said to him, Yo, why don't we have like these radical professional athletes? He said, because guys are making a lot of money. Guys who get to the majors or the NHL or the NBA got there doing a certain thing. They're being paid because they did a certain thing that got them there. They don't want to work. If you're making $25 million a year as a closer, Mm -hmm. it's working for you. You know, don't, don't be, don't be dicking around with my game. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm look at the money I'm making. I'm everything's fine. I'm Mm -hmm. okay. I don't care about the other guys. Mm -hmm. So I, athletes are inherently conservative. I think they're also, as I said, inherently creatures of habit. But um, I also think that because you were going to have guys who've had experience with this rule in the minors last year, Mm -hmm. and because you're going to see more and more younger players coming into the game, it's not going to be that big a deal for guys next year, right? Guys who come in next year, they're going to probably have had two years in the minors with all this stuff. They'll get used to it. It's the good teams that, that haven't had a lot of turnover, though. That that you know the the they're not bringing up a bunch of young guys mm-hmm. who have been through this already. They're going through it. But let me ask you this: If you're games that matter, if most of these guys are really good athletes now, like really yeah. good athletes, does that? I think it's about what's between your ears. Though. Does does that's the, the separator? Does the does the better athlete have an edge? Well, if always. the game speeds up, always, always, you can control things. You can do it quicker because you're in better shape. Like you, you're not thinking so much about where your body's at. That that can allow your mind to catch up and and stay where it needs to stay to make you the best player you can possibly be. I I just I think there's a little window there where it's the actually getting the sign from the pitcher and the hitter who is struggling at that eight seconds. I think if they can get past that, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to be a big deal, and and we're going to forget about this and. 
You know, it's going to be, a lot, I think, a little bit more fun to watch because you're not seeing a guy walking around the mound, flipping the ball in the air and trying to waste time because he wants the pitching coach to run out and tell him how to throw a baseball to this part of the plate. It's just, let's give him a little bit of credit. But I do think the communication between umpire and player has to be better. Figure it out. Yeah, just sell it in a better way. So the, they're not arguing back and forth and there's timeouts and you stink. No, you stink. But this, you know how it goes. Yeah. But this gets back this gets back to one of the issues I, I have with this. And I I can't really say issue because I it, it's taken me a while, but I'm on board with the idea that the game has to be faster. It, it's you know it, it you, you can't argue against the advancement the of technology. The flow has to be better, I The think. flow has to be yeah. better. There has to be more stuff happening. Yeah. I mean, I'm not having that fight Quicker anymore. Action. But I just, I, I still, I want to see that situation where Aaron judges at the plate and the other manager thinks his, that Aaron Judge is getting an extra half second or a second from the ump. I it's going to create an awful, awful lot of controversy. I just think of, that of thing that umpires have on their wrist. Well, not, and the clock. The I, umpire I can think, always go. Hey, yeah, I don't think that can be a, a an issue. I, I again, I I can't wait for fans, and we are going to yeah. see this. I can't wait for fans. Five, five, four, four three, yeah, starting yeah. to screw oh, around with pitchers. It's I can't wait for that. Like eight seconds left. Five, four, <laughs> three, two. You know, it's Cueto. Dropping the baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to happen. Fun. I mean, sure. I hope it does in Toronto. I, I, for Toronto, I hope visiting fans are all over that. I hope they're all over that. Or I, or, or fans are all over that for visiting teams, I should say. An interesting point about are. the catcher. I do think this puts a little bit more pr- pressure on the catcher off the field. You're game planning against if something's not working, right, and you're searching for it. Say Bassett, four out of those seven – Mm. Or five out of those seven ain't working. Now what do you do? And how much quicker do you? Because that's normally when you see it slow down, right? When they're in the flow and everything's working, you're getting it going. You're getting it going because you're feeling frisky. But what if they ain't working? Now that's when you're starting to see that catcher starting to churn a little bit. He's looking in the dugout a little bit more. And what's that clock doing? Tick-tock, buddy. Tick-tock, buddy. And then that's when you start getting the talking back and forth. And so it's, I think it'll add a little bit more of that, which is always cool to listen to, but I just think, I think this is a good time for the umpires to figure it out. I really do. I it's time this. for the for you to be the grown-up in the room this is gonna be figure great. it out. This is just going to be another reason for Barker to hammer I, umpires I, all year. You're going to be up I in there. Tell you, you know the what? Name. You're going to be in their grill all year I've been in a batter's box with an umpire telling me, after a ball was thrown this far off the plate, and he rung me up, yeah, and I just turned around, didn't say a word, and he said right to my face, "I'm not going to tell you his name. It's an awfully big number you're wearing." In other words, wear it. So you ain't got faith. <laughs> me being easy on the poor little umpire. I'm sorry. It's not happening. No, that's why we love you. That's why we love you. The way it and is. I, of course, will stick There's up some really you. good ones. Yeah, but it only takes one bad one. For you to go, really? It's your only job. <laughs> I'm trying to remember which umpire Whitey Herzog was once screamed about and said, ball strikes. It's a good thing he doesn't have a third option. I'm trying to remember who that who, the, who that was. There's but, some uh, good ones. 
But then there's some bad ones. Oh, there's and that. There you only are, remember the bad ones. Yeah, and as, as we mentioned, there's some there's some young youngish umpires coming up now, and, and they're going to have attitude, and they're going to enforce that rule. Yeah, I. It's not eight and a half. It's eight. Yeah, yeah. Both eyes on the target, fella. JD Martinez in there doing all that stuff he's doing and thinking about. Yeah, it's not I, that's not how it looked. The batting cage. He's thinking of it. You can actually see him thinking about it. Eight and a half, buddy. Uh, Buck Martinez is our Blue Jays analyst on Sportsnet. He is in Dunedin with the Blue Jays. Full squad workouts began yesterday. Lots of talk about the pitch clock, about pitchers using pitch com, defensive shifts, lack of defensive shifts, all of that good stuff. Bigger bases. Buck Martinez has been around, played, managed, broadcast coach. He's seen all of it. I wonder what he thinks of this. We'll find out. Buck Martinez joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, Sportsnet 360, and as always, wherever you get your favorite podcast. Breaking down the top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, well... A little bit of news provided by John Heyman on Twitter. Uh, Nick Pavetta is expected to have to drop out of the World Baseball Classic after an illness set him back. Again, this is John Heyman, set him back. Uh, of course, Pavetta did look like the potential ace for Canada's team along with Cal Quantrill. So uh, I'm sure that uh, any further news on that, uh, shy of Edie and Hazler down in Florida, they'll have you. Have you covered that ace thing around, boy? Like, well, I mean, it. I mean, the fact that the fact of the matter is, Pavetta and Quantrill are uh, hugely important. They would have a chance of winning with those two throwing. Oh yeah, because they got yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, (laughs) yes, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yes, absolutely. That 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 would be the case. Uh, So Nick Nick Pavetta, it looks like again, according to John Heyman, will not be with Canada at the World Baseball Classic. And uh, I mean, there's going to be a ton more of these things. Uh, before the event well, you hope rolls not around, we've Canada. already. You hope not. Well, no, but just for other countries, you've already seen Nick Martinez. I think was added to the uh, was added to the U.S. roster. Guys are gonna guys are gonna come and go. Guys are gonna get hurt. Guys are gonna show up. Maybe take a look at the roster and go. Yeah, maybe I need to kind of hang around here a little bit. Uh, we already mentioned Alejandro Kirk going for uh, Team Mexico uh, at the World Baseball Classic. Uh, Vladdy's going. Jose Barrios is going. Uh, I don't think any guys are on Team USA from Canada. Springer isn't. Uh, Otto Lopez is going uh, for Team Canada, and uh, and there may be somebody. There may be there may be a few other guys, but uh, I don't think there are. The Jays generally, uh, the Jays generally uh, should be in pretty good, pretty good shape in terms of the World Baseball Classic. Fingers nice. crossed, Blatty. Yeah. I said, I just, I, I, I love, I understand why baseball's doing it. I love the event. Uh, it was a blast to cover the first World Baseball Classic. <laughs> I don't want any of my players anywhere near it. I, I just yeah, don't. Well, I want, all my, I want is, all my guys, I want all my players here I'm, where I'm I can sure hug them and see them. And, on innings played. Oh, there is. There's, I'm sure there there's is. There's a ton of restrictions. So, yeah, they'll and, be very careful, and, but there's some energy still. on that Dominican team. Well, and, and <laughs> some it, energy. You know, uh, dudes I, jumping around. Listen, it, it, yeah. The Dominican team. And they're going to be really good. The Puerto Rican team. Venezuelan team. 
I, I keep every World Baseball Classic, I pick the Venezuelans. Venezuelans are like the Finns and Canadians in international hockey tournaments. They go balls out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. They play hard. It's a big, big deal for them. Not saying it's not a big deal for anybody else. But, man, you know, after having covered it a bit and spent another, time around another the, level of energy. It is another level with the Venezuelan players. Yeah. It, it just is. So It's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I watched Korea and Japan play in the World Baseball Classic one year. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. And, and, and again, now those are two countries that, you know, they have a long history of off the field of, mm-hmm. of not liking each other. And, uh, it, I mean, it was, uh, <laughs> it, it was intense. There yeah. were, there were, there were a lot of pitches that were, you wouldn't see thrown in, in spring training that were thrown in those games. You would That's not see in spring that. training. Oh, uh, we're, uh, hey, we got Buck Martinez, Buck Martinez, uh, voice of the Blue Jays. And again, we've got a ton of games, uh, on Sportsnet for you. I know they're, they're producing, uh, 16 games at, uh, home. And uh, the Jays will start their season, start their Grapefruit League season who, in lovely Bradenton against the Pittsburgh Pirates on Saturday. Yes, Mr. I know Bucks Parker, almost quickly. there. Yes. Who, who is the one person that you're going to be watching the most for the Jays in spring training? One person that you can't wait to see. I, know, I think I know the name. Because you've been tooting that name since he got here. Rob Dalton Varsho. Oh, it's not the name I would have said. Dalton Varsho. I'm that's excited a, by a, I'm excited I'm excited by seeing what Dalton Varsho is going to bring. That's an interesting name. Who I think you, so too. Who did you think I was going to say? Brios. But he'll be WBC and yeah. Oh yeah. Now Varsho I I think I, there's some a few names you can pay attention to. I am extremely interested in seeing where Varsho ends up in the order and and what his years. Brandon like Belt's is. an intriguing one too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's ask, uh, why don't we ask Buck Martinez that question? He's a perfect person to ask. Buck Martinez, our Blue Jays analyst, joining us on Blair and Barker. Mr. Martinez, I trust that you're doing well, uh, and, and that you're, you're, you're all set for this season. And I'll, I'll throw a real, I'll throw a real softball question to you right out of the gate is what are you most looking forward to seeing in spring training this year? Um, very interesting. Uh, I, I heard your comments about uh, our show, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of guys down here, obviously, a lot of new faces, and uh, you didn't say it'd be the second day of live VP, but uh, I think it's just the overall, you know, how healthy is Kevin Schumacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, how quickly can Barsha adapt to left field? Because he has played an awful lot. Uh, how will the defense uh, play without shifting? All those things are interesting, but I think this team, is, this team has been more professional in their approach in spring training so far than I've seen for the last several years, so it's kind of encouraging in that regard. The uh, rules changes. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a huge topic of conversation during the Grapefruit League season going into the regular season. You know, Kevin and I talked a little bit about uh, about the, the the pitch clock. I mean, we can get in. There's a ton ton of things going on, but I, I'm interested from your point of view as a guy who's caught, a guy who's managed, a guy who's hit all that stuff. Who is the who is most affected by the pitch clock? The hitter, the pitcher, or the catcher? And and do you think do you think that Major League Baseball is going to allow once the season starts pitchers to call? Pitches using pitch com in addition to catchers calling pitches. 
Brian, a couple of questions there, obviously. And, and I think on the surface, everybody worries about the pitchers making adjustments. I think it's going to affect the hitters more than the pitchers. Mm. I think because the last several years, the hitters have dictated the tempo of the game, calling timeout, adjusting their gloves, stepping out of the box. And I, and I think they've had more to do with the game being slow than the pitchers have. So I think it's going to be an adjustment for them to get in the box, be ready to hit when that 15-second clock is up. So I think that's going to be a challenge for them early on. As far as uh, the the impact, I think the combination of pitch clock and disengagement rule, I think, will have a dramatic impact on the pitchers because they're going to have to worry about the base runner. Uh, they're going to limit their throws to first. and There's not going to be that courtesy throw over to first base just to say, hey, I know you're over there. That's gone because you can't afford the luxury of throwing one time over there without an intent to pick them off. Pete Walker's already said, we need you to throw your A pickoff move every time you go to first. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really interesting. And Don Mattingly has addressed it with the first baseman in that how many times do you pick a guy up in the course of a season? Maybe seven to ten times? But how many throws go to first base? So it's more important that you catch those throws than it is you get yourself in a position to pick off those guys. Right. Buck, on a, on a young team who's trying to win a championship, how important was it for them to bring in a guy like Brandon Belt, who's, done, who's been there and done it before? Yeah, he is important. And, and you know, Belt's in a similar situation uh, as he was now with this young team. And I spoke to him the other day about why Toronto. And he said, well, they're good, they're young, they're enthusiastic, and, and I like the, uh, the, the way they are. You know, I mean, we talk about the young team, but now Bo and Vladi have both been here for a while. So it's not quite as young as we thought. And I think, too, that the window is kind of closing. But Brandon Belt, when he came up, he came up with Posey and Brandon Crawford, and, uh, you know, Brandon Bell was a big part of it. So they had that core of players early on in San Francisco, much like the Blue Jays did a couple of years ago. So I think he recognized that as a real positive. He thinks that, uh, you know, his leadership is impeccable. He's, he's always been a, a great leader. He's a guy that fits in quite seamlessly. You know, his number was nine, and, uh, you know, Danny Jansen asked him, hey, do you want your number nine uniform? He goes, no, it's strange, man. Don't worry about it. I'm cool. And, you know, that's just the kind of guy he is. So uh, he's, uh, he's fitting very well. He thinks that being a full-time DH will benefit his career. He feels healthy. He feels uh, enthusiastic. And it's a shot in the arm for somebody to go to a different team, only your second team in professional baseball, with a chance to win and go to the World Series. I think that's what's got him enthused. Buck, have you seen the changes that Kevin Gosman has made with the trying not to balk and, and you know, the wasted movement? I, it's not wasted to him, but when Major League Baseball really hones in on him, they say it's wasted. Have you seen the changes, and what do you think about him? Yeah, he's, um, you know what, uh, I think that's been a little bit of a misunderstanding. And that rule has always been in place. You have to come to a stop before mm-hmm. you go home. And he's been called for a balk before. Last year, I, I think it was in Baltimore, he called for a balk and got really upset. But, you know, he does the same thing every time. He is going to refine that, no question about it, just because the bullseye is on his back. Everybody's going to be watching him. Oh, yeah, he doesn't. He's probably going to make a lot of bucks. I don't think it's going to be a concern for him. He's too smart a guy, too much of a professional. He will make the adjustments and, and live with the new rules. 
but I think he just understands that he can't have that rocking, toe-tapping delivery as it comes set with a base right around base. So I, I expect him to do it full-time. I don't expect him to go back and forth between no runners on and runners on, so he gets into the habit of doing it without all of the action, all the movement, but I don't think it's going to be an issue for him. Look, I know as someone who's been involved with the WBC, um, this is a, we are having the WBC this year. It is going to interrupt spring training. Good or bad thing for players to leave their, leave their camp, uh, go and play in the WBC? It's an individual thing, Jeff. There's no question about it. I mean, for players like Romano who opted out to play for Italy, Italy was going to play in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. And you got a 16-hour plane ride over to Taiwan, and that's one thing to consider. Now, another guy that's uh, going to be interesting is Alejandro Kurt. He's not in camp yet. But he's supposed to leave for the WBC on March the 6th. Well, obviously, he's going to be behind. And you don't want a guy that's behind rushing to get ready to play for Mexico when he might, uh, you know, create a problem for himself physically. So I'm not sure he's going to be allowed to play given the fact that he's still not here with the ball club because of the arrival of his first child. So that's an interesting case. And, and Clayton Kershaw just backed out, too. I think uh, the players understand you have to put your own team ahead of your country team and uh, if there are some issues. But I think it's an individual thing. I think some guys really benefit from it. I think uh, Spencer Horwitz and uh, Otto Lopez are going to benefit from it playing in Canada because, you know, like Spencer told me this morning, I don't know if the WBC is going to be around in four years, but I expect to be a major leader. Right. So I've got to take advantage of this opportunity. Horowitz is going to play for Israel. Otto Lopez is going to play for Canada, along with Damiano Parmigiani, who is a minor leader with the Blue Jays. So it's kind of interesting. And, and as far as you know, who benefits and who should avoid it, it's strictly an individual situation. Where you are in your career, where you are in the status of the team, and where you are in your off-season condition. Okay, Jose Barrios has made some changes, Buck. I think we all know that with the, the hand being closer to the to the chest, uh, he's trying to stay a little bit more centered over the rubber. I think he's in the middle of the rubber and not on the third base or the first base side. You being a former catcher, you catching him for the first time, which one of those changes would make you more excited, thinking he would have a better year than he had last year? I don't think any of those changes are really a factor. I think he had some distractions. I think he was trying to make too many adjustments midseason last year, and I think he got away from what he does. When you have a pitcher like Barrios, who has had seven quality years in the major leagues, and then he has a hiccup, I think you're going to see that pitcher that was good for seven years as opposed to what we saw last year. I mean, he is really motivated in this camp. He's made some adjustments with the depth of his breaking ball. He's identified that he's got to get a breaking ball to the outside, the left-handed hitter, so it's got more depth on it that will allow them to swing over the top of it. So he knows what he has to do. He's had success in this league before, and I think he's going to bounce back. The thing that I'm encouraged about, everybody in baseball is discounting what he can do for this team. And if he happens to end up as your fourth starter, you've really got a deep rotation. I know it's early days. We haven't even had a game yet, but there, because there has been some turnover in everyday personnel, because Teoscar isn't here, there's a lot of emphasis on what the lineup is going to look like, what, what, what the batting order will look like. Uh, I'm not going to ask you to give us a batting order, but I, I will ask you how you think John Schneider, 
uh, the hitting coaches. And I've got to think Don Mattingly has a role in this too, about how they're going to go about figuring out the, the, the cleanup spot in particular. Yeah, you know what? I mean, everybody goes through this. I, I guarantee you uh, John Snyder has had a whole multitude of lineups in his head. He probably lays awake at night and sees that lineup card up on the ceiling thinking, okay, if I hit Springer first, Marshall second, both third, Vladdy fourth, Bill fifth, that's a good start. And then Chapman sixth, uh, and then the combination of Kiermaier, uh, Merrifield, Jansen, Kirk, you know, that part of the order I think to take care of itself. But just having those extra three left-handed bats at your disposal is going to make the lineup more difficult. And i got to say this before I forget. Kevin Barker has been talking about this for two or three years, and I kind of discounted the impact of having a left-handed hitter in the lineup. But, uh, Kevin, you made me a believer. I just think that when you have nine right-handed batters, it's easy for a pitcher to fall in the groove and make the same pitch batter after batter after batter. But when you have and Bo and Vladdy and then Belt and then Schumacher a batter later after the captain, that pitcher doesn't go back and forth from lefty to right-hander. And i got to give you credit. I think you're right on the money, and I think it's going to make for a better team this year. Well, that means a lot coming from you. But you mentioned Varsho hitting second. And the first thing that popped in my mind that I wanted to ask you is, do you think enough of him coming from Arizona that he could hit behind Springer and in front of Vladdy and be sort of that guy? Because if you hit him second, Buck, he's sort of got to be that guy. Do you think highly enough of him that you think he can do that? Well, Kevin, I haven't really seen him enough to really make that decision just yet. But I have talked to Gusty Baker, for one, who has seen him play a lot, and he loves him. Uh, Brandon Belt says he hits the ball as hard as anybody in the game. So there are things that make you think he can handle it. Uh, first and foremost, uh, you know, he, does, he doesn't have an ego. He just wants to help the team win, and we put him in that spot. And another thing, too, that he can run. He's a base-stealing threat. He's got power. He's a left-handed hitter. He's selective at the plate. So, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the way it is. I would consider right off the bat because if you have those three bats and everybody wants to have Vladdy hitting the first inning, and, and I do too, but if, if you're better off with Vladdy hitting fourth or Bo hitting fourth, or, you know, it really doesn't make any difference. So it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But, you know, that's why you have spring training, and I'm sure John has had conversations with each individual hitter, you know, Belt has hit third and fifth in the majority of his career. And uh, I'm sure he would be a good number five guy, uh, an RBI guy, a left-handed back. But I think they're going to slow play him to give him ample time to really get to be 100% physically before they push him an awful lot here in the spring. Buck, listen, it's really great to hear yeah, your voice. Absolutely. Thanks so much, man. I can, it makes me, it makes me, makes me really believe that baseball's close <laughs> by as I <laughs> get does. ready for 20 millimeters of freezing rain tonight in Hamilton. So <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Buck. All right. Great to be with you guys. And uh, you know what? The challenge here is to make sure you have enough sunscreen on each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah I know that. <laughs> Suck it up, Buck. You're soldier on, Buck. Soldier on. Soldier on for us. Thanks, man. Good to uh, good to talk to you. The great Buck Martinez. Okay. And you, you, listen, before I say I told you so, I do want to point out that uh, one of the things I love about talking to dudes in Florida is when you do get a little bit of wind. 
Because it says you're down in Florida. Sure. It says you're down in Florida, which is the segue. Hide from it so much. Which is a segue, uh, because I know a couple of people have, have, have asked me about this. Mr. Barker will be reporting from Florida. I think you go down on like the 6th or something like that. I do, yeah. Of, of March. Can't uh, wait. Uh, of March. Yeah, you can't wait. So much so that uh, I, 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 I volunteered to go down and face. sleep in the couch, but you won't let me do that. Mm -hmm. So, no, somebody has to stay here in the mothership, and, and that's... That's me. But anyhow, so because okay. I, I had some people ask me and Barker's, we are going to, we got to get an over under going here on how often we have to remind Barker to get out of the wind. Oh, I'll take care it. of that. I've already taken right. care of that. Now well, I'm going to say, I told you so. You told me what? I told you. I that told you, put, you that you're thinking about putting a last year, an on-base percentage guy, you know, the khaki should love that. They eat that. It's the first thing you ask. What's his OBP? That's the for you know what it was last year. I would three oh two. I would be so you want that in front. You so you're telling me, <laughs> you're telling me in the ninth inning down a run. Oh God, you may not you, even you oh, you want Jesus. him up instead of Bo. That's what you're telling me. I'm saying because you just said it. Yeah, and you're I, saying yeah. it again. No, I'm. I want Bo as my cleanup hitter. I've said that. We've, I mean, we've gone back and forth in this, but all I'm saying I'm is... I'm going to say they don't have a cleanup I mean, hitter on their team. All I'm saying, well... Now, listen. All I'm saying is, I want to see what Dalton Varsho gives them in spring training. Because, Maybe. yes, I, I, I know the numbers. I know I've all that. Well I know all that. Once too. Yeah, I, I, I did. I, yeah, I know you did. And yet, I know all that, but let's let's just... See how this plays out. Because I'll, I'll tell you, first of all, I don't think Buck pulls lineups out of his rear end. Uh, I know I, he doesn't. That's why Secondly, we're having the conversation. I don't know. Maybe there's something the khaki see in Dalton Varshall's swing path or whatever. <laughs> maybe. But, maybe. I, but, I, but, but I think that... I think that's I get, a lot of pressure to I put on the, the kid coming about, from Arizona. I, re I really pressure. do. I do. It's, I think it is. It's not a lot of pressure. It is. It's not... You're it's hitting, not, you're hitting behind Springer in front, in front of Letty. He's it's a, a major it's a, leaguer. Kevin, he's a major the, leaguer. The only, the only one of us two ha, who have been in the major leagues and who have hit at the top of the order is the guy sitting beside you. And there is pressure when it comes to where you're hitting and who you're hitting around. Kevin, it's the not like... The quality of the at-bats are... It's not like he's a 19-year-old. It's not like he's nobody, a 19-year-old kid who hasn't been in the majors. He's not a good player. I'm not mm. saying that. Jesus. God. Predictability is it more predictable that Bo gets off to a better start or him? I I don't know. Bo did not have a great Bo's September was really well, good yeah, last year. Bo's going to help you go where you want to yeah, go. Yeah, Bo is He's a big part of it. Listen, I don't I do not want to have this argument every day. I I just found not it really interesting. An argument. No, it isn't. It's a discussion in which voices get it's raised. It's good. That every means now. they have more options. Yeah, more options, and hopefully they're all good options. Because as I said, I have seen teams that have had a ton of options, and some of them haven't been very good. It's like, going to come down to option? how many how many innings pitch they got from their starters. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But, the run but, score they're going to score. The lineup a bunch of runs. is I, I I'm with you. Uh, but I do think that there's there's some question about that top four. And Buck does make a great point. Brandon Bell does not hit clean up an awful lot. Now I got to think if you've hit third or fifth, you could probably, especially if you're DHing uh, every yeah. day, you could probably gotta hit, hit clean homers. Up. But I I do think that um, you got to hit homers and clean up. You got you got to get the foot down and get it singing. Now the short porch at the Rogers Center is going to help Belt. I, but I get back to that. He's hit twenty homers once. Uh -huh. So again, there, I, I'm sure Buck does his homework more than most. 
He's talked to a ton of people. Can Do we I least, think that's the right move early in the season when you want to be predictable? Can we at least agree on this? Can we, can, we at least, can we at least agree on this? Nope. Oh. <laughs> well, go ahead. All right. Go well, ahead. there you go. Well, because I know. Lance, how many gonna, more minutes left in the show? Is your two minutes? It's going to be your opinion. No, can we, can we agree on this? <laughs> can we agree on this? Dalton Varsho is the wild card in this lineup. No. Oh, you're so... You're just, I do not think that. Why would you think that when you have George Springer, the wild Bo card? Bichette, I mean, the, the, no. What I mean by the wild card is the like guy he, who could, if if he, if he has a good year, makes you just. I mean, you would almost say that Matt Chapman, if he if he puts more balls in play, because man. he thinks Homer first all the time. Like there's there's a few guys at the bottom of that lineup that you could just throw out a name and say Danny Jansen can hit twenty homers. Yeah, that's an yeah. X factor. Yeah, that Are is, you kidding me? Th- that's that's, that's, that's great. Good point. You got him doing it in the in the eight hole or the seven hole. Man, that's something else. With Merrifield flips the page and gets on base a little yeah, bit more because he's got speed and he can run the bases. Whit, Whit the bases are bigger. Whit Merrifield. He's gonna play every day. And I'm sure we will talk about this, but and I want to talk to you about this when you're down in Florida because I want you to have a chance to talk to those guys. But I am, the bottom of the order is going to be interesting. With I mean, if you go Merrifield, Kiermaier. If Kiermaier can stay on Jansen, the field. Merrifield, Kiermaier, team. something like that. If he, yeah. He creates chaos. He does. And if he's healthy, stays on the field and can run. There you go. How does that make you Dalton feel? Dalton Varsha is going to be coming up hitting second with runners on second yeah, and third. Yeah, two outs. Two Pitcher. outs. Uh, it's a great day when <laughs> Buck is. Martinez tells you you're right and it <laughs> says that your co-host is way off base. That's it for us today. We'll be back Boy, tomorrow again on Sportsnet 590, the fan Sportsnet 360. If you're listening to us by a podcast, please leave us a lovely review and a five-star rating. It means so much to Kevin. Have yourself a great day. If you're driving or whatever, be safe out there. We'll talk tomorrow.